Are you thinking about starting your own cash practice? Maybe you've already started your own practice and you're starting to realize that there's a lot to learn when it comes to business. We can be great clinicians, but if we don't understand the business side of having our own practice, we're going to have a hard time being successful in business. Guys, I wrote a book for you and I took everything that I've learned over the last five years of running successful cash practice here in Atlanta. And I put it in this book and I gave you everything that you need to be able to start and scale that practice past yourself. That book is called Fuck Insurance. And if you don't like the title, the book is not for you. If you do like the title, it's the exact book that you need to be reading right now. I show you exactly how to start. I show you what's important when it comes to marketing, when it comes to sales, when it comes to operations, and what stage you're actually at in the business. You know, where you're at, what you need to focus on while you're there, and how to get to the next stage. I'm trying to set it up in a way where you can get some clarity in your business. And the book for now is 100% free. All you have to do is go to finsurancebook.com. That's finsurancebook.com and get your free copy of the book that I wrote specifically to help you be successful in business. The book is free. All you got to do is pay for it to get to your door so that I don't lose my shirt on giving everybody all these books and sending them around the world. And again, head to finsurancebook.com, learn how to run a successful cash practice today. So here's the question. How do physical therapists like us who don't want to see 30 patients a day, who don't want to work home health and have real student loans create a career and life for ourselves that we've always dreamed about? This is the question and this podcast is the answer. My name is Danny Matei and welcome to the PT Entrepreneur Podcast. What's up, guys? Doc Danny here with the PT Entrepreneur Podcast. We've got Tim and Jess Cummins on from Restore Thrive in Kansas City, Kansas, the, the infamous, the, the world-famous garage gym PT uh, <laughs> that, is, that is treating people at his house in a sweet garage gym. I know you, you converted it. People have heard about you. I finally get a chance to, to bring you on and talk about how you talk people into coming to see you in your garage and paying you cash for it, I think is genius. And you've inspired, <laughs> and whether you know this or not, you've inspired a whole, whole bunch of other PTs to do the same thing. So what, tell me this. First of all, what was the decision? Why did you say, you know what? My garage looks like a good place. <laughs> man, that, that's a good, good question. I'm trying to think back, man, because this has been like several years now yeah. um, that we've been in it. And so it, it was one of those deals where, you know, like a lot of the other people that we know in the PT world, you know, we were just getting burnt out doing staff PT stuff. And, you know, my background in strength and conditioning, it's like, I always dreamed of having like my own, like, you know, gym, home gym. And I was like, you know, it, I keep like running into this idea of like, why, why couldn't we do this from home? And this was like, we always joke in our house, it, like we always do like the hardest things at the worst time. We so it was right around, <laughs> it was right around the time, like Jess was pregnant with our third and like, I think, right. We just moved into this house too, yeah. shortly before that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I have to say when we moved into this house, like before the gym was the like garage gym, what, you know, it was like, I was already eyeing it, but like after we had our third, probably within the year after that, we really started thinking about that seriously, just because it was one of those deals where I saw as a staff PT, like the place I worked, everybody sent their patient to me because they didn't know what to do with their patient. Like once they're out of pain and it's yeah. like, man, there's a real gap here just in terms of like they, I would see these clients and I'm like, 
well, yeah, maybe you don't hurt, but you're not anywhere near ready to like get back to your sport or the activity that you want to do. And it's like, you've just been doing all these like little, you know, I always joke about like these little PT exercises and they can be helpful, but it's like, man, we got to bridge the gap. And so it just got to a point where we really felt like kind of called to like do this. And my, I'm definitely more of the risk taker than Jess, but the way I pitched it to her was like, you know, we can get another PT like outpatient job anywhere. But like, I feel like there's a real need for this. And so why don't we just give this a shot? And if it works, that's awesome. And if it doesn't, well, I guess I'll go get one of those other crappy PT jobs. You have a sweet home gym, you know, yeah. and, 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 as the, uh, yeah, as a side effect, you know, it didn't work out. You still had a good home gym. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, we started like just doing that part-time and it just kind of, just kind of rolled from there. It's not like we had a hundred people beating down the door day one, but like, I think people, instantly recognize that like we're doing something completely different than what they were used to in the physical yeah. therapy world. And like they, they valued that. So I would say even to this day, I mean, that was what two, almost like three years ago. It was June of 17. Yeah. That, that we started that. And to this day, it's like, man, we don't really spend much on advertising at all. It's like, you know, just word of mouth has grown our practice. Like we feel like we're treating people the way they deserve to be treated. And then they go tell people about it. And it's like, man, it's, it's really worked well for us. So. Well, I think also to your point, Jess, I think, you know, and, and we can kind of get into what you guys, you know, do because both you are our clinicians um, but Tim is basically the, the, the bulk of the kind of visits at this point, right? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, fig okay. Figuratively and literally. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. Bulk. And, so, but you yeah. also, you have three kids, right? So a lot going on yeah. there, especially now with, with, you know, them not being in school. Um, yeah. and, but, but on the, the, the marketing side, the, the community networking side, you've taken on a lot of that. Is that right? Yep. I love that. I mean, I think we would all agree being clinicians that we love people, but I yeah. especially love people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, Hey, this is amazing. I'm marketing. I get to go chat with people all day long and just hang out with them, learn about their business, tell them about mine. I can do that. Do you know how many people <laughs> cringe at the idea of doing that though? Like that is, yeah. uh, that's amazing that you find that like energizing. Uh, well, you know. so I think early in, in my career, it was a little terrifying. Like the idea of marketing to physicians that you don't know, that don't yeah. know you, dropping off paper, you know, that sort of marketing. I mean, that was always my idea of marketing. And I was like, who wants to do that? That's terrible. Mm -hmm. But having our own thing and realizing, so Kansas is direct access. I know a lot of us are now, but yeah. um, we don't have a lot of restrictions. So just being able to market to the general public, a person, another business, I mean, it's yeah. fantastic. Like that is fun for me because the people that I want to market to are people I can sit down with, learn about their practice. It's that personal connection. It's yeah. not this, oh, I have to buy your whole office lunch and maybe I'll get to chat with you. I mean, yeah. we're not, we're not doing that. So well, where have you found the most success with your time in a local marketing standpoint? Yeah. So um, wellness providers of all kinds. So there's mm -hmm. something called the wellness consortium here in Kansas city that one of the longstanding chiropractors started. She's been around mm -hmm. for like 30 years if you want to know somebody in this area, you go to her. She knows everybody in town. <laughs> She's been around forever. She knows tons of people. She's fantastic um, with marketing. Dr. Robin, Michelle Robin is her name. And so my dietitian, actually, my integrative dietitian told me about her. She was like, hey, she runs this wellness consortium. You should come with me sometime. 
which is funny because she doesn't go very often. (laughs) So I went with her and I was like, man, these are my people. All these people are pushing in the same direction. Most of them are cash pay. They look at like the holistic standpoint, which is how we look at our clients too. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was like, this is my jam. Like these are the type of people we want to hang out with and refer clients to and get clients from. So, so this lady just said, Hey, let's get together once a month or whatever, yeah. like what's it's, is it mm-hmm. very formal or is it in, you know, informal? Kind of. I mean, it's informal, but there's four different kinds of meetings. I mean, you have, she'll bring in um, somebody to help you with business. So it's more of like you go and listen once a month, once a month, you get in a big circle and everybody goes around and gets like their elevator pitch to what they do. Mm. Um, she always encourages you to draw business cards, set up a one-on-one every time, go meet with somebody every time you meet or more, but at least one person. And then, so there's some business training, a lot of it's networking. Sometimes there's more round table type discussions. So it's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really good setup. I think yeah. that's awesome. You know, uh, yeah. and for you guys just with the local business, I, we hear so often where people are just like, they don't want to do anything like that. They don't want to be involved in the community. You know, they, they, they just want to sit in their office and expect people to like kind of show up and, and, uh, <laughs> and see them. And you can either be like a ninja digital marketing and do that. Uh, but mm-hmm. it, and that's a hard game to win at, um, you know, consistently, but if you can tack that on with, you know, a super strong local presence like that, like that's huge. And especially for you guys working together, uh, what would you say like your, like what's your superpower in your kryptonite? Like, what do you love doing? And was like the last thing you want to do? <laughs> oh man, that, that's a good question. That, that, that varies on like the, 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 circle that we're talking about i think as far as like the on the patient care side like jess is just a great diagnostician and like i really help bridge that gap between physical therapy and strength and conditioning so like the two of us together will a lot of times hand off patients and so it creates that continuum of care so i would say i do pretty good at bridging bridging the gap between physical therapy and strength and conditioning um, from now, that hey, side. I have my 80 year old clients deadlifting. Okay. So <laughs> I'm not doing the dinky little nice. PT exercises, but, but <laughs> true, you know, I'll have clients ask me when they're done with PT. Oh, Hey, can you train me? I'm like, nah, no, that's not my thing. <laughs> yeah. See my husband, that's his thing. You really don't want me training you. So, so that's yeah. not your thing. You, you don't, you, do you not like the, uh, you know, the methodology or is it the, the relationship? Cause it does change quite a bit from, you know, mm-hmm. like let's solve a problem to let's, you know, let's, do this thing that's going to take a long time and it's a different relationship. You know, I probably don't give myself enough credit. I mean, I'm an athlete. I've been training with Tim for 12 years. Like I could do it, especially low level, low level people, but it's just his thing. He's great with programming. He's the CSCS. I don't have that background. So while I am an athlete and I've known him a long time now, you know, it's just, I think that he is better at that. I know my strengths and weaknesses and I feel like they're going to get more out of it if they work with him. So, Mm -hmm. and I think like Jess was saying earlier, like Jess is very extroverted. So she's Mm -hmm. really good at like making connections, not only with her patients, like I'm very good one-on-one. Jess is very good with a large group Mm -hmm. and then kind of pulling people out of that group to make one-on-one connections with where like I'm very good one-on-one and then I'm very good from like a planning and programming standpoint of like, all right, this is what I want to see happen. 
and I'll like, you know, I, I can be one of those guys who sits behind my computer and I can write out all the programming and I can write out like the plan as far as what we're going to do from a marketing perspective, what we're going to do from like a sales perspective, those type of things. Yeah, you're and doing so, fine in quarantine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm dying. Yeah. Tim's fine. <laughs> yeah, this is such a good litmus test, right? It's like, you want to know yeah, if you're, really. you want to know if you're introverted or extroverted. If you didn't know, you're going to find out like <laughs> I'm super introverted. I could, I could be bunkered. I mean, I could be like, you know, hunkered down in our house for months and I, I'm good to go. Like, I just yeah. want to, I just want to go places with my kids and, right. and Ashley, I don't want to, I actually don't care about seeing anybody else, which sounds bad, but you know, it's, it's funny. It's, if you guys seem to have like a really good compliment with each other when it comes to that side of it, you know, like completely mm -hmm. sort of offsetting skill sets. How has, uh, how has it been working together? Like in a business together, not necessarily in a practice for somebody else, but, um, you know, how long did it take for you guys to kind of catch your stride and, and figure out where, you know, you need to do this and you need to do that? Yeah, it's, I'd say it's kind of come in stages. It was like, you know, it was definitely hard early on just mainly because we didn't know what we were doing. Like we didn't know how to run a business. We didn't have the the background to do that. This so, is where you come in, Danny. Yeah. So we, <laughs> well, we, yeah, we kind of, this is what we're good at. <laughs> yeah. So, so we kind of fumbled around a little bit and, you know, kind of su succeeded despite ourselves. But I think, you know, once we kind of, yeah, like when we, when we jumped in, honestly, when we jumped in with the mastermind and then really, you know, we're able to figure out like, all right, what's our plan as far as systems and processes and what's our plan as far as sales and marketing, you know, and that what we're experiencing now, because, you know, we've been able to kind of, you know, run that plan for a while as we're seeing that grow. And now we're having to kind of reorganize because now we've got um, a part-time um, office manager who's helping us remotely. We've got a student intern um, nice. who has been working with us and we're looking at bringing him on as like a He's contract phenomenal. employee as well. And, you know, so it, you know, as those people come on, it's like our roles shift as well. So yeah. we've had to kind of reconfigure it a little bit. So like Jess was talking about earlier, we've kind of figured out now it's like, you know, she was pretty good on the back office stuff, but like our office manager is like 10 times better. And that's not even like a dig at Jess. It's just like, she didn't go to PT school to be an office manager. Right. So I don't want to do accounting. I hate it. Yeah. So but other <laughs> people love it. To Tim, you know, we, we would not have a business and you're good at many things. Son, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, got, I got stuck to that, you know? Yeah. And, but I hate it. And now, you know, we have a bookkeeper, our accountant handles all of our taxes. Our office manager does a lot of those other things. Yep. It's been very helpful. But I would say getting back to your question, it was just a, it was a matter of like, you have to be like just very direct about like what your expectations are and like who's going to do what, because mm -hmm. anything that you don't talk about one doesn't get done. And then two probably gets argued about later on. Cause it's <laughs> like, well, you, I thought you were doing this or you were going to do this. And it's so, like life tip here. And this was Tim's idea. He's amazing at journaling. This is not my thing, but I've learned that this needs to be my thing. We sit down every Sunday or try to, and we literally plan out our entire week, personal and business nice. to like 15 minute block. Preferably to the minute, but let's be realistic. You know, it doesn't yeah, happen very often. Probably more like hour um, to hour. Yeah. yeah who, because when the kids are in school, you know, working from home, it's interesting. It's like, and, and our schedule yeah. varies per week. We don't have set hours for me or set hours for Tim. Like that doesn't make sense when I don't have enough clients to fill those hours for me just to have, you know, time blocked out. Yeah. So it's like our schedule is different every week. So who's taking what kid to school when? Who's picking what kid up when? Who's going grocery shopping when? Who's food prepping when? Who has clients when? Who's marketing when? 
Yeah. Um, and if we didn't do that, it would be a hot mess. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It would I think be it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Do, you guys, uh, do you guys like schedule out date nights as well? Do you schedule out like when we time out, together? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When we can find a babysitter. Most when, when definitely. We're not quarantined. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's not happening yeah. right now. I, yeah. I, yeah. The reason I asked is because, you know, Ashley and I, like we were super detailed in our business and we sat down the other day. We, we actually, I don't want to sound like an asshole, but like we have a sauna at our house. Like it's, it's, it makes me sound like a real Yeah, you do sound like that. Dickhead. Yeah. So here's what, here's what happened. Right basically. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's amazing right now. But Kelly Sturette has told me for years, he has a sauna in his backyard. He's like, dude, one of the best health investments I've ever made. And then Jared totally. put, yeah. put one in his garage. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was like, I'm going to do it. Costco sells them. So I get a sauna from Costco and I, and I order it. This is like in January, right? don't get it until like March. And we're literally like quarantined by the time that I get it, I have to get it. Uh, the, uh, it's like a, it's like a designated uh, outlet, like a, uh, a dryer unit, um, would get connected mm-hmm. into that has to get put in by an electrician. So we're like quarantined. I have this electrician coming over to put a freaking sauna, install a sauna. <laughs> and I was just like, dude, I ordered this before I knew this happened. <laughs> But, but we're, we, 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 we go and we sauna for like, you know, 20 minutes or so every night. And it's just this closed space. You can't have electronics in there, you know? So we were talking about the other night, we're like, man, we should totally schedule like time together. We do this for our business all the time. And then we, you know, we just, you just kind of let it run your, your schedule if you don't block that out. So I was wondering if you guys do that since you're so detailed with everything else. You have to, I mean, we wouldn't, we wouldn't see each other otherwise. Yeah. Just because, I mean, you get distracted so easy. Not you, but, mm-hmm. you know, people, like, Everybody. we all get distracted so easy. So um, that's been super helpful yeah. for our marriage. It, it's really, I mean, that's one of the things when you talk about, you know, going back to the conversation about what's your kryptonite is like, man, you know, anybody who's in this entrepreneurial mindset, like, your to-do list never ends. And so, mm-hmm. like, yeah, if I was just left to my own devices, like I would never get out of the house. I just keep working and keep working. And it's like, I do that to my detriment. So yeah, no, like Jess was saying, like when we do that, like weekly check-in, it's like, man, what's going well, what needs to improve or what haven't we done of like the things that we know should be happening every month, like date night. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we just make sure that we keep that on the calendar. So. And boundaries, man, that's huge. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Like, just like, okay, it's seven o'clock. Like we need to talk to each other. Work is done. Whatever we have, yeah. the list is infinite. So oh my God. we're done until well tomorrow. Said. We're just going to chat. Look, I'm <laughs> yeah. super bad about this. And Ashley, I, I'm sure she'll listen to this and, and uh, she'll give me, I told you so. Cause I do, I'm so bad <laughs> with this and I've worked on this really hard. <laughs> yeah. where, like I used to, I, I used to like just have to sit there I would like sit there and watch a show with her because I knew she wanted to watch like some, you know, show that somebody was talking about and I would have to wait until like she was tired to go to bed and then she'd go to bed and then I would work afterward because I was just like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I got shit I got to do. And the problem is that's a very unhealthy habit <laughs> and, uh, mm-hmm. and, and controlling that really comes down to like realizing, you know, p- putting boundaries on, on your work, uh, you know, and for you guys, like, what's that process look like? So do you have a hard stop at a certain time? Is it, uh, you know, dependent on what's going on with the business? And, and, and also do you guys have like a Trump card where it's like, listen, you're being an asshole. It's all about business right now. Like this is, this is it. This is our code word. You say brisket, you're not allowed to talk about <laughs> business anymore. Yeah. Hey, you're talking to Kansas city. That's a good word. Brisket. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's my man. code word. Brisket. Yeah. If somebody told me there was brisket, I would stop whatever yeah. I was doing. I know you told me you're, you're a barbecue do. guy. <laughs> Yeah, you you asked me, you're like, hey, where should I go get something to eat? We're like, you got to go to Fox Brothers, Fox man. Fox Brothers, man. Yeah. 
You're in he Atlanta. still That's talks good. about that. He has that shirt. He's still wearing every, it. Every time I've been down to Atlanta, I've gone to Fox Brothers before I've left. So it's really good. Yeah, it is, man. It's legit. So, but yeah, just as far as like, yeah, how we kind of create those boundaries or those hard points, it goes back to like that scheduling piece of like, yeah, like Jess was saying, like, it's going to be variable in terms of like, sometimes, you know, if we've got like a workshop to do late in the, the evening, it's like, yeah, I'm not going to be able to like stop working at seven, you know, but it's like having some sense of like what your schedule is going to look like for the next, you know, one to four weeks gives you that opportunity yeah. to put in the, those kind of check checks or boundaries, you know, so that you're not just killing yourself. And for us, it changes every week, yeah. depending on, you know, what we have going on. But, yeah. you know, some evenings I'm like, well, shoot, I would like some alone time. Please go work. I'm happy to sit in front of the TV yeah. and yeah, just Jess. be left alone for a little while. <laughs> Jess, Jess <laughs> takes advantage of me. She's like, don't you have some work to do? So, <laughs> you know, but, but there are times I enjoy spending time with you. <laughs> yeah, every once in a while. This is great. So. I feel like with, uh, with Clay and Emily, it was like almost a... I feel like I need to start like a side business on like couples therapy, even though I'm the <laughs> yeah. last person that should be doing this. I'm just good at asking questions and, yeah. uh, and let you do the rest. But you know, one thing I think you guys have done really well is you've, you've, you've effectively priced yourself, you know, uh, from an early stage. And yeah. I, I still, I, I bring this up to people when they, they talk to me about what they charge. And, and, uh, when, when we were in Atlanta, the first time you were sitting next to, um, Yoder, Yoder and Yoder's yep. like, you don't get it. <laughs> Cleveland is not like Cleveland's weird and he's charging like 120 bucks. Right. Oh. And, uh, and, uh, and I remember like Tim went next and, and, uh, you know, Jamie's like leaned back in his chair and he's like, yeah, we got to, you know, practices in my garage and we charge uh, $350 for an eval. And he like almost fell out of his chair. Uh, <laughs> and I see him like writing stuff down, like really hard on his notebook. And he came to me afterward. And he was like, dude, I got to raise my prices. And I've been telling him that for six months and he wouldn't yeah. do it. So it's like, sometimes it's seeing the other, per I feel like that's like such a big part of the in-person stuff is you start to see what other people are actually doing. Absolutely. <laughs> so man. What, what, what led to that? Like what led to you guys being, being like, yeah, this is what we're worth and having the confidence to be able to charge that. Yeah. I mean, we just kind of backwards engineered it as far as like, Hey, this is what we know we need to make. And this is what we feel like our time is worth. We don't want to get back into the situation where it's like we have to pack our schedule with yeah. 15 to 20 patients a day. And then it's like just kind of looking around too. Um, you know, we didn't have a lot of examples as far as other cash PTs, but just like other professions. And it's like, this is kind of going rate for professional services. And it's like, we're offering a professional service and the level that we we're doing that too as well as far as like you get an hour when we started it was a 90 minute evaluation yeah. plus like a custom program with email and direct contact with us whenever mm -hmm. you wanted it's like man that's that's not like just a throwaway service so yeah, yeah that's yeah, all your idea like how, why did we decide that that was so long ago now it was but. math it was all yeah it was math <laughs> it's and always that was math. before we were with you like that was before we started with you guys yeah so. no i remember having the conversation i was like damn you're already there because a lot of people we talk to and it's like they're they're charging like 100 bucks you know and and what they don't realize is when they put themselves in the bucket of just being you know perceived like sort of on the cheap end of what they're charging like that's not a great place to be uh mm -hmm. you know from a brand standpoint or a marketing standpoint and and it's also price psychology you know i told somebody this the other day i was like okay if if you're if you're sitting there and you see this sandwich costs two dollars this sandwich costs four dollars which sandwich do you think is better you're like probably a four dollar sandwich <laughs> it could be the same goddamn sandwich it doesn't matter it's just the price is different, but we associate that with better because it, it costs more. So 
when you put yourself on the bottom of that, like you're not doing yourself any favors unless you're going to just have like massive volume, which is what a lot of these you know, in-network clinics end up having to do. So, you know, for yeah. you guys, what, what does a normal week look like? So, you know, how many people are you seeing, Tim, you know, Jess, what, how many people are you seeing? And then how many networking events are you going to and marketing stuff? Like what's, what's that detailed week look like usually? Yeah, I would say like generally, you know, a full week for us is probably around 20 patients, you know, which is going to equal out to about five patients a day. And sometimes it's as much as six, which would make other days shorter. And then what we're doing from like a marketing perspective is we're just trying to hit like, one referral partner a week between the two of us. So it actually makes it easy for the two of us because that's just two a month for Jess and two a month for me. Yeah, good point. And yeah, so so that makes it easy. And this is my problem. I will overschedule meetings, mm. the people thing. Yeah. And then I'll freak out at the end of the week and be super stressed out and go, I'm never scheduling more than one meeting a week yet. And then I do it again. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's why <laughs> so we have to the, learn that. the continual the continual <laughs> weekly check-in to see yes. what we're doing well and what we're not. But yeah, from like, yeah, just a schedule standpoint, that's how it works. And, you know, like Jess was saying earlier, you know, I'm probably seeing about 75% of our caseload. She's probably seeing about 25% of our caseload. And so it divides out pretty well there where it gives us some flexibility, um, you know, working from home to do the other things that we need to do too. So, but it's, you know, I would say that the great thing is just like, and I think we just skim over this now and we forget this sometimes now too. It's like, a busy day for us is six people. Which and that's a lot like, of people. Like we're, yeah. I mean, we're tired at the for, end of that. Yeah, <laughs> for, for like eight plus years, for the better part of a decade, it was like double that, you know? And right. like we were really burnt out. So like mm-hmm. when we step back and look at it now, it's like, yeah. I mean, yeah, it takes a little more work, but man, it's a labor of love now. And we get to practice the way we want to practice. And like it's it's really just a, a joy to get to do it the way that we feel like is, is best for us and for our patients instead of just like having to like, you know, meet like a productivity, you know, like, you know, standard that's out there. So we sound like clay yeah. <laughs> for things with the kids too, which is nice. And the yeah. school is like two minutes up the street. So I think we, we've already forgotten, like we didn't used to do this. Like yeah. this is, such a huge blessing, you know, like when Aiden has something at school, oh, just walk it off. I mean, no big deal. We'll walk up there, walk home, see a client when we get home. And we have kind of already forgotten what it was like to be gone for 12 hours a day yeah. to not, you know, one of us has the kids for 12 hours while the other one's working. Then we switch the next day and we're running around like chickens with their heads cut off. So, yeah. So, so from on the family side, I mean, you bring up a really good point, right? Like um, there's, there's plenty of reasons why people might want to do their own thing. Like, you know, it's, it sounds like, just almost like a, a purist of, you know, how people should, you know, be, be, uh, you know, treated and how you work with them is very much the reason why I started my practice, you know, and, and you guys, and I just, you know, just haven't talked to Clay, like he's so adamant about like, this is how people need to be working. This is how people need to be, you know, addressed. And like, you know, the growth that they've had in their businesses because of this, like, just profound, like deep belief in doing the right thing for people and, and using your skill set in a way that really makes a difference. And I think it's so so different than what the traditional profession, um, you know, has to, has to do in these high volume clinics that it, it really, it resonates with people. Right. So, but, but that's one side, you get to use your clinical skill set the way that you want. You get to make more money than you do working for somebody else, but the time freedom, the, 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 the time, uh, you know, say over what you do and you don't do, you know, I know for me, like that is more valuable than money to me for sure. Like just, just that and, and time with the kids and time with saying what I do, what I don't do. And, 
that also sometimes is the hardest part, right? Is like you, cause you can work your ass off and you're the only person holding yourself accountable. So what, what would you say that the, the biggest benefits from the family, you know, side have been for you guys? Yeah, I think it's just, man, it's being, it's being present. It's being there for like the moments that matter, you know, for your family, for your kids. It's like, I got to get into just like coaching my oldest son, you know, his soccer team, just being an assistant coach. It's not like I was like trying to create like a, you know, six-year-old like club team or anything. Soccer like academy. That. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Not interested in that at all. But I mean, it was, it was just one of those things. It's like, man, just being there. Cause I, I remember that when I was a kid, like those were the things that mattered the most. It wasn't like that I had like the, the coolest stuff. It was like the experiences that I had with like my parents and my family. Like yeah. that was the stuff that like, I still remember today. Like I remember how that made me feel more than like anything else. And yeah, that's, that's the stuff that, that we really care about most is like, man, I would much rather like just be here for, for my kids than just like, you know, yeah, just burn myself to the ground to create some lifestyle that I'm not even around to live with my kids. Yeah. So when we have family dinners most nights of the week together, and mm -hmm. we used to get home between 6.30 and 7. So that was just a normal night. Our kids are young. They go to bed at 7. Yep. They still go to bed at 7. I don't care if they're sleeping That's good. or not. But <laughs> my kids are going to be going to bed at 7. They're like 18 years old. So Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Yeah, bedtime is bedtime, man. Beautiful thing for parents. But uh but yeah, you know, being able to like Tim will go pick up the kids from school. I mean, we kind of trade that off. That's at three o'clock in the yeah. afternoon. You drop our little ones off at preschool in the morning. It depends on the day Do, who's got, you know, clients when, but no way in heck would that have been happening before we did this. So yeah. it's, it's really, really nice. Um, yeah. That's amazing. You know, and you, you bring up a great point too about like, I don't know, the, the things, the things that you, that you remember, like these, you know, the important things, it, it never has anything to do with like. Well, I, I vividly remember when we got a Nintendo for Christmas one year. So I take that back. Like, <laughs> mm -hmm. de mm -hmm. Definitely, there's some cool shit out there that's fun. Oh, yeah. Right? But what I remember more than anything was my dad and uncle playing Duck Hunt the whole time while we were trying to, to, to play the damn Nintendo that we were given. And then my grandma <laughs> having to come in and yell at them to get off of it. And like, we remember, we remember that, right? But, but yeah. like, you're, to, your, to, to your point, it's the, it's, those, it's the time, right? It's like the, mm -hmm. the little things that you get a chance to do. And I think I see this with my, with my neighbors, you know, like they – they're both in uh, like sales and consulting. Their kids go to school with our kids. Their son is a little older. Another son is a little bit younger than Jack. And, uh, you know, they're, they're gone. They, they sometimes we'll, we'll walk them to school. Um, and then both of them don't get home until probably like six, six thirty. uh, you know, and then their, their kids are, they're around them for like maybe hour, hour and a half. And then they go to bed and they wake up, they do it all over again. And, uh, mm -hmm. they just miss out on so much time, you know, with, with them. And even if it was literally a lateral transfer in terms of, you know, what I made working for somebody else and what I make working for myself, I would still take that. I would still take that with the time freedom that I've gotten with, with, with our, with our family, you know? So, you know, yeah. for, for you guys, like where you're at now and, and where you're trying to go, this is sort of where we have these, uh, these cycles where we end up being busier even, right? So it's like these growth mm -hmm. cycles of, of time sometimes, um, you know, what, what's, what, what does a restore thrive look like for you guys over the next few years? Like, what's your, what's your goal? Yeah. The, the biggest thing we're trying to do is just, you know, grow the practice so we can bring, I would say two things, bring other providers on who have experienced like the same struggles that we experienced when we were just staff PTs. And then two, just like expand our reach in terms of helping more people 
and caring for them like we were talking about earlier, the way we feel like people deserve to be cared for in the medical system, which still isn't the standard of care. So yeah, yeah I mean, it, it's going to be like, we've already kind of started some initial discussions about, you know, where are we going to be in a year as far as looking for an outside space? Like we, you know, and then like bringing on another PT on a contract basis at first and like, you know, seeing if we can, you know, leverage kind of bringing in another person, just like we did with like our office manager. Like when we brought her in, that was like just a force multiplier like that. Definitely. Yeah. Made everything just work better for us. And we kind of have this, this same suspicion that if we bring on, the guy that we're looking at, you know, um, as our staff PT, you know, that we're going to see kind of that same growth where it just gets our name out there. Yeah. We get to reach more people and it's, um, yeah, man, it's a, it's a really exciting thing to think about and talk about. And especially considering like how this thing all started. Just yeah, Tim's um, definitely more the visionary and I'm the one that's like, hold on this, this and this and this have to happen to get there. You're an integrator. That's what I'm an integrator. Exactly. Integrator, yeah. Exactly. Yep. I am. That's why we work so well together. It's been Definitely. more of a boundary thing for us. I mm-hmm. mean, I feel like we've kind of fell into our roles naturally mm-hmm. and we already like shared patients at the place we were working for before we yeah. started our own thing. So like that all kind of happened easily, but more of the boundaries and what our schedule looks like and that sort of thing has been a challenge, but I've gotten real comfortable working from home. So yeah. I'm real picky with like, I'm not driving more than 10 minutes, preferably five from my house if we run right. space and like, you know, it'll be interesting where we're at in a year because I'm, I'm very comfortable here. I like yeah. mute. I, I love stepping into the garage and coming back in and just being mom. So I hear you. I'm wearing sweatpants right now. Like that's just Love like, it. you only see here up. That's the, that's the thing. No, I, mean, I have no it, nice clothes. I had to go do a presentation <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, what the heck do I wear? I don't wear dress clothes anymore. Yeah. You're just always yeah. comfortable. That's, that's yeah. like a huge perk. I told, uh, yeah. you know, I, when, uh, I, I did like a little like residency program and it's just the last year of our, um, our time at Baylor, we do like a, a year in clinic with an outpatient practice. And so I was assigned to a, to a civilian one and I had to wear all these like button up shirts and, <laughs> you know, and like slacks and like dress shoes and stuff. And I had to go out and buy a bunch of shit. And mm-hmm. I even told him, I was like, this is super counterintuitive. Like half the time you have me wearing a tie and it's like getting in everybody's face. I can't squat in this, you know, mm-hmm. like what am I supposed to do? And I'm like hot as shit. Like this is in San Antonio <laughs> yeah. and I'm in like, you know, long sleeve shirt. And I thought, I talked to my, I said like, I'll never do this again. Like ever. This is so dumb, you know? And, yeah. and, uh, so now we get students that come, uh, that spend like a day with us. They're like, Oh man, like what should, what should I wear? I go, dude, just wear a t-shirt and like some fucking shorts. I don't care. We and told our like, intern that like the first day he was here, I was like, look, you look real nice, but you don't need to wear that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got a place. I'm going to be in yoga pants and like an athletic shirt every day. Just, you know, so wear some comfy. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. Well, I think you guys also, you know, I wonder if you ever, I, I mean, obviously I think you probably thought of this, but, but like there's an interesting sort of hybrid approach to even with like a gym, uh, variation con- conjunction with what you guys are already doing. And I mm-hmm. think with your, you know, especially Tim, with your, with your training background and all that, like you're kind of doing a lot of training for people already, you know, yep. and being able to sort of even look at building that model out where it's sort of like a, a self feeding machine, right? Like, uh, mm-hmm. like Ben Moore, uh, in Nashville, yep. you know, he has his gym and then he has his practice and they work really, yeah. uh, they really work really well together. So, you know, I think there's just, it, what it does is it gives you a springboard into whatever you want to do opportunity, you know, mm-hmm. it can be digital, it can be scaling practitioners. It could be adding other people on like nutrition and, you know, whatever other, um, you know, uh, uh, options you want to add for people, but like the, the growth potential is there. And you guys even did some cool stuff with corporate, uh, um, contracts there for a while too, oh, right? Man, like, that was blast. We yeah, did. We did yeah. Do that. Yeah. yeah. Last, 
last year we got a chance to, yeah, just do some consulting with a local like um, heating and cooling company. And they literally just brought us in and they're like, we want you to do PT for our 300 employees. And they and have a thousand square foot gym on site. So wow, I mean, that's cool. There yep. brought in a table and yeah. And it was, super fun. yeah, it was great. And it was just like proof positive that like when you have this direct access, like it, you can really help people really quickly too. Yeah. If it's like, you know, most of the people were dealing with like very common problems that, you know, got better with a very minimal number of visits. And then, yeah, it, it was, it was really cool. And yeah, it's one of those deals where it didn't last mainly just because the company got squeezed a little bit financially, but, and we were kind of one of those, I guess they considered us a luxury item, which, you know, we could argue all day about like how important employee health is, but yeah. yeah. Um, so, but yeah, that was a great experience and it, it's been great just to share that with other people too. Cause we, we've talked to other PT friends who are trying to get into that and it's like, yeah, we've, we've seen that work, man. There's, there's a real place for physical therapy, even in like corporate America. So Dude, that's the what's... whole, you know, that's the brigade physical therapy shit right there. It's like they, <laughs> yeah. they stuck me in a, a group of 3,500 people with a table in a, in a room between the laundromat and the foosball like area. And uh -huh. They're like, just make people better, you know, and, and that was, and that was it. But yeah. you know, to, to your point though, it, it's right there. People don't have to leave to go to, to an office. So they're, they're, they're more efficient. Uh, there's an entire study they did on this with Intel, uh, bringing PTs in. And I think it, they was like, just for back pain, if you had back pain, you had to go and see a PT within a certain amount of time. And they mm -hmm. showed like, they saved, I think it was at least over a million dollars, maybe it was like $1.2 million. They saved the company in a year in terms of yeah, medical costs that. and yeah. other things. So, you know, some of that was like also, you know, how did you even go about getting that started up? Like, what was the, was this a patient that you saw or something like there's connection or like you just reached out to some random company and said, Hey, I'm pretty good at what I do. I can help you out. That, was, that would be me. Yeah. That was, that was <laughs> Jesse's networking skills. Um, yeah. One of the gals that I was in a networking group with, um, knew the wellness director at this company and hooked us up via his email. And then he came here to meet with us and that was history. Nice. And then he kind of talked us up to I think the management over there and they brought us in and I mean, it was great. Like go wander around, go meet people, take them into the gym, work with them. Okay. Yeah. I can do that all day long, any day. Yeah. It was funny. <laughs> it was awesome. we, we would actually jump in with like, if there was like, uh, you know, team meetings that were happening at this company, we'd just like jump in, we'd be invited in and be like, all right, we're going to do like a 10 minute, like, movement and mobility workshop just for like workplace wellness. Like, can you do a normal squat? Can you raise your arms overhead? And if you can't like, here's some basic things you can do to fix it. And it's just like we do when we, we go to gyms and do workshops at gyms just compressed into like 10 minutes. And it was great. And we, we saw, I think close to all 300 of those people either in a workshop or one-on-one -on -one wow. within like three months. That's so, cool. So was this yeah. set up where it's just like a, uh, like a contract, uh, amount of money for you to be there. No, no, no amount of like, it wasn't based on volume or whatever. Mm -hmm. It was just on site. This is what it costs to have somebody there. Yep. yep. Just the hourly fee. That's how we set it up. That's huge. So. I feel like that's so, that's so beneficial too, for, you know, just to like super clean, mm -hmm. I'll get people better as fast as I possibly can. I'll work with as many people as we can while we're here, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, uh, and not have to like just retract as much stuff. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I made it fun. You know, that's why we do cash, right? Nobody wants to deal with the insurance and the documenting and, yes. you know, same there. It was like, you just, you do your thing as long as you're in. We were called Dr. Hope, I think. So, I mean, we got around that we <laughs> actually did make people better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so for a lot of people, they get pigeonholed, so. right? Like you go and do a work comp claim, they're going to think you're making it up, you know, yeah. and, yeah. or you're a malinger, you know, versus, hey, like, 
this is super convenient. Like come over here, take a break from, from work. This is why I would get a lot of people at my brigade because I was right there where they were at. And also they knew I wasn't going to put them on like a profile where they couldn't do certain things. They were restricted from work. They didn't want that. They just literally wanted to get better and they didn't want to go to the hospital because it was a huge, you know, time cost for them where they had to miss like training. So I think that, you know, resource of being there, that's, that's a, that's a great, you know, resource, super valuable to that company. Um, it's too bad. Did you guys quantify anything? I think that probably would have been the, the one thing that would have really made a big difference in terms of retention was like, Hey, we saw this number of people and this is like a metric that we tracked and it, you know, went from this to this or whatever, objectively. Um, I don't know. Did you guys track anything? We, we did. Yeah, bit. we kept track of like the number of people we saw one on one and, you know, just kind of took like some like case reports, you know, and anecdotes about like how quickly it took to get people better. And it didn't yeah. take long at all. And what body parts so, are we seeing yeah. primarily because we were both seeing office staff and technicians, which is kind of interesting. Okay. Very different profiles of people. Totally. And their, their, you know, dust jobs versus, yeah, being out in the field. So, Hands on. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was interesting. Um, but yeah, we were only there for four months. We had kind of just started tracking more and then, yeah, never went back. So, <laughs> so I, I want to, I want to finish with two things. Number one, for whatever reason, I don't know. I met my wife before I went to PT school, but it seems to be, did you guys meet in PT school? We, we did. did. Yeah. Okay. That's a very common um, theme that I've, I've noticed with, uh, <laughs> We've, it just yeah. seems like a breeding ground for potential. Seriously. It does. Our wedding weekend, three, or we were the third, two other couples in our program got married that weekend. Cause it was only weekend of break but yeah. couples that also met yeah. in the program, which is kind of funny. So it's true. I mean, just, is that what people, they just like attracts them to each other standing over a cadaver looking for a, a saphenous <laughs> nerve, just like, that's all it takes, man. It was, it was kinesiology lab for me and Jess. Like we still tease our professor. He paired us together. We were like, you did that on purpose, didn't you? Oh, wow. So, yeah. so, okay. Let's say there's a, there's a young couple out there that's thinking, yeah, maybe we can make this work for ourselves. You know, what advice would you have for somebody that is uh, thinking about working with their significant other? Hmm, man. It's the best. Yeah. It, well, I mean, I'm biased. Tim was about to it's say, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 You might want to give it, maybe think about it for more than like five minutes. But yeah, like just have like, have some conversations, you know, as far as like what you want, you know, like it, it's a big decision, you know, to do something like this. And yeah. it's not like, you know, uh, an irreversible decision, but it's like, man, if you're going to go out on your own, it's like, you need to have some conversations about, you know, what you expect, you know, and yeah. how you want this to play out. And, you know, professionally as, and personally as well, like what, what you're willing to, to work for and what, what you're willing to tolerate and what, what you don't want as well. I think yeah. defining all that stuff is, is super important. And I think, yeah, just, like we were talking about earlier, just man, having your ducks in a row as far as, you know, planning and being very intentional about how you go about things is like probably one of the most helpful things. Well, you say that, I don't know how intentional we were Yeah. <laughs> in hindsight. That's yeah. an excellent idea. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, we, we yeah. learned, we, like we were talking about, we learned that the hard way, We did. you know, by starting out and it's like, yeah, this seems like a good idea and people like us. But then we got to the point where it's like, yeah, we probably need more than just like this, like word of mouth system and, you know, to formalize this in a way where it's like, we can actually see this grow, you know, where it's sustainable for us, you know, and it, you know, invites more people in and it gives us the opportunity to scale in the future too. So, but yeah, I would say just in terms of advice, it's like, yeah, I don't, I, I really wouldn't let your, your fear of something that you don't know, keep you from doing it, you know, just do your research, do your homework and, 
you know, if you feel like that's something that you, especially if, if you're married, you know, you've got that backing, you know, then, then give it a try. It's like, you know, we did, what did we do? It was the, what's, what's the worst that could happen exercise. It's like, basically <laughs> let's figure out like what the, the like worst, a postmortem. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. what's the worst that could, could happen. And then, then let's talk about what's most likely to happen. Well, it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, because like the worst outcome doesn't happen that often, you right. know? And so, well, and I think the interesting thing is there's two separate things. It's like, are you marrying someone in the same profession and talking about doing your own thing? Or are you just considering marrying somebody in the same profession? Because I would tell you, I went to PT school. I'm eight hours from home. I'm originally from the Chicago area. So I'm down in Southern Missouri, never been to this part of the country before, don't know anybody. And I was like, I'll never marry another PT. That's my thing, Miss Independent. (laughs) So never say never because it will happen. And then we started dating after like the first semester. And I don't know, I would never go back. Like, I love that we do the same thing. And we didn't start our own thing till seven and a half years into our career. Mm. And even before that, like, and and we didn't even know at the beginning of our career that we would do our own thing. I would have told you years ago, I've taken personality tests. I should not be an entrepreneur. Literally, my personality test said that. Now, I love what I do. (laughs) I love this. So it's kind of interesting. But um, I don't know, like, we understand each other, which I really appreciate. So yeah. even before our own thing, I would come home. You get, well, I don't want to talk to anyone. I've been talking to somebody for 10 hours. <laughs> I'm exhausted and I'm an extrovert, but I still don't want to talk to anybody. So, you know, that's really nice. I don't understand people that don't do the same thing because yeah. I don't know that. That's not my reality. So yeah. I would it's say this normal. is the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah, you guys, you guys do a really good job of managing. I think that's really clear. Uh, if, if, if you want to reach out to you guys and, and uh, send some of your way or, or kind of learn a little bit more about what you're doing, where can they find out more? Yeah. I think just our website is the best way to go about it. Just restore thrive.com. And yeah, we've got email and phone number links on there as well. And yeah, I mean, whether it's like, yeah, patient care stuff or just like talking shop with other people who are considering doing this. Like, I think that's one thing that, that we've experienced just in the last three years is we've had several PTs reach out to us who, are still doing insurance-based care and just kind of pick our brains a little bit, which we're happy to do. We feel like, man, the more people we get on this side of the equation, the more this thing is going to grow, you know, yeah. it's going to help everybody. So Definitely. Totally yep, our agree. website, our business emails, info at restorethrive.com. That would go to Katie. She'll screen it, make sure they're not crazy people. And then oh, send it there you away. Go. So <laughs> using that, using that admin, that's great. Exactly. Yeah. That's what we're well, supposed to be doing, right? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll put all this stuff in the show notes. Uh, guys, this was great. Thank you so much for your time and for your uh, candid, uh, you know, conversation about working together and where your practice is at. It's been, it's been just really cool to uh, get a chance to work with you guys and, and to see the progress that you've made. And, and, uh, you know, there's so much potential that you have that it's going to be fun to watch, you know, over the next few years and really see what you guys are able to, uh, to do, whatever it is that you decide to do, you know? So, um, as always, you know, yeah, thanks so much for your time today. I know you got plenty of stuff to do. Thank thanks, you, Danny. Danny. This was fun. Cool guys. As always, thanks for listening to the podcast. We'll catch you next time. Hey, wait a minute. Just to let you guys know, we are closing in on 200 views on iTunes. That's crazy. Most podcasts hardly get to 100 views, let alone 200. And this is such a niche-specific PT business podcast. That's wild. So let's try to rally the troops and get to 200 reviews for this podcast. The first thing you need to do is you got to subscribe to this sucker, whether it's on iTunes or any other platform that you're listening to on, so you know when new episodes are coming out. The next thing, make sure that you leave a review. I'd love to hear what you have to say. I read all of them. It means a lot to me. 
Next thing, guys, take a screenshot of whatever episode you're listening to and put it in your stories on Instagram and tag me in it. That's at Danny Matei PT. If you do this, I will repost it. So you'll get a bump. I'll get a bump. We'll share this information with a lot more people because that's the goal, guys. We want to get this information in front of a lot more people. So take a screenshot, share it on Instagram stories, tag me in it, and I will repost it. So here we go. Let's try to get to 200 reviews for the podcast. Thanks for listening.